Defenders podcast. It's a bonus episode. Yay! Woo! We're sort of in the in the weird ether between Daredevil and Jessica Jones. We're floating in the cosmos. What could happen? Anything. <gasps> Guys. Like the dark ether? <laughs> yeah, it's like the dark ether of podcasting, I guess. I don't know. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. And I'm Robin. Yay! Yay! And we are all back in uh, our perspective countries. Well, Robin never left his, but uh, me, That's Matt, right. and Mel have, uh, yeah, have been... These colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been on vacation. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so this is a, a little bonus episode to uh, give you guys a bit of news um, about what, what's happening with the Netflix shows and some little, uh, little details about uh, other sort of Daredevil and Marvel-related stuff that's been going on. So, first of all, um, Matt and Mel have been on vacation visiting sites from a uh, another superhero, a lesser-known superhero, who I like <laughs> to call Agent Dale Cooper. Twin <laughs> <laughs> Peaks. What's his superpower? His superpower is... Well, he's kind of psychic, isn't he? He has psychic... He is kind of, yeah. yeah. And yes. he's super chirpy. Aww. <laughs> yes, that's He has his thumbs up of power. He's also <laughs> Sky's dad. Oh yeah, and he's Sky's dad in Agents of Shield because they like Carl McLaughlin. He's the best thing in Agents of Shield. Like Agents of Shield, I could give or take, but Carl McLaughlin in it, I'm just like, oh, he's so good. I love him. <laughs> oh, I love I'm not biased at all. He just makes me happy watching him. I'm like, oh, Carl McLaughlin. Even in Showgirls, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Look at him working at Jacuzzi. Look at him looking terrified as he gets a lap dance from Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys have a good vacation? Yes. Yes, we did. There's lots of pictures on our Facebook uh, page. Yes. You went and saw locations from one. Twin Peaks and, like, Bates Motel and Millennium. Was there anything? Yeah. Uh, we uh, Vancouver, home of all the shows that filmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We even yeah. saw the uh, X-Files ski lift where Scully gets abdu- abducted. Mm. That's yeah. the one that Crycheck leaps on top of, doesn't he? Or, oh, no, Walter does. But that's oh, when Crycheck reveals to be evil, I remember. He, like, kills a guy, and I was like, yeah, Crycheck's evil. Awesome. Yeah. Spoilers, Crycheck's evil. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it's so, so hot. <laughs> uh, going back to Marvel, Crycheck is the Loki of X Files, <laughs> as I call him. So yeah, and I and Robin went on a holiday or vacation, sorry, to New York City, aka Marvel Town. So we saw a ton of like superhero-related stuff um, on the on the sort of Saturday of the of the weekend that we were there. Uh, Robin and I went on a superhero tour of uh, Midtown. <sighs> Robin, like what, was, what was our, our tour guide like? <laughs> Tell Matt and Mel. Oh, God. Um, well, this person, uh, number one, hated Ben Affleck. Uh, number two, he thought uh, D- Daredevil went to the church to uh, get permission from the priest to go out and kill people. Uh, <laughs> he did bring us by the church that Matt is sitting in front of uh, in, in the Daredevil TV series. Did you, sit in, did you sit in the uh, park bench? I don't no, think there the was one. I think they put there. Their one. Yeah. yeah. Snow Park Bench. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, he also but, said uh, Claire wasn't allowed to be Superman <laughs> in no, the no, 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 uh, no, no. improv that we were going to do. The exact, the exact conversation was that he wanted someone to be, like, to do a rendition of, like, a radio, the radio <laughs> version of Superman, to be like, oh, I'm Superman, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I said, can I do it? And he basically was like, no, you can be Lois Lane. I was like, what? So because I don't have a penis, I can't be Superman? Fuck you. Wow. I, I want to be yeah. Superman. <laughs> In which my eyes and Dave Mareska's eyes both, like, bugged out. <laughs> like, oh. not allowed to be a superhero because yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be Lois Lane. Rubbish. You guys, like, immediately shielded, shielded your whole bodies because you expected a, like, a gush of blood to spray on you. <laughs> as she, oh, as Claire, as you should have. You should have. <laughs> Just hulk <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Just David Allison pull those Gallagher uh, plastic sheets out to hold them in front of us. Yeah. Push them into the pavement. It, <laughs> it was interesting because we there was a, what was the bit where he was because it was basically like the history of comics as well. So it yeah. was interesting, but there was a lot of times where you would just stop, and he would just talk for about half an hour, and you're kind uh-huh. of like, okay. It wasn't a sightseeing tour. It was stand on the side of the road with me as I tell you the history of DC and Marvel. Yeah. In all fairness, he did have a really bad limp, so I felt a bit bad that he's doing a walking tour with us. But I didn't feel that bad because he, he... he kept ranting about Ben Affleck for some reason. I was like, what yeah. Ben Affleck? Did he kill your dog? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, uh, it's, just, it's just an actor. Yeah, exactly. We saw, like, the, um, like, Grand Central Station with the bridge outside, which is where the final showdown in the Avengers film was. And, and I also uh, answered him by asking him, uh, is this where, uh, is this where Snooperman snapped Zod's neck? <laughs> Snooperman. Snooperman. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing while talking. <laughs> he just snoops around. <laughs> Which, by the way, I read a I read a recent interview with Michael Shannon. And he said that Zod deserved it. So I, now I'm fully okay with Man of Steel. Oh, man. Oh, now I just want somebody to create the ultimate pervert superhero called Snooperman. Now <laughs> get on it. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, so we sort of, what else did we see on it? We saw uh, the, I'm trying to think of Daredevil related. Oh, we saw the Chrysler building, which was from the Daredevil movie, yeah. the inside of it. Um, and what else did we see? Oh, my favourite thing was we saw the uh, the um, the news building, which was the Daily Planet in the original Superman film with uh, Christopher Reeve. That was cool because it had the big revolving uh, globe inside that you remember seeing, so it was like the Daily Planet. That was probably my favourite thing, because, I don't know, it made me nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was cool. And uh, and then on the um, Sunday, we did a little uh, a little superhero tour of our own, didn't we, Robin, to Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah and that, see... that, that <laughs> was such a hot day, and we actually began our tour by walking across the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. In 90-plus cigarette heat. Luckily, there were some shady farts, but, oh, God, you had to bring water. Yeah, New York was hotter than I've maybe ever been in my life, and it wasn't just (laughs) hot. It was was really um, uh, sweaty as well. So you would, like, walk maybe 10 minutes, and you'd be, like, drowning in your own sweat, and you would just go and get a bottle of water, and you would drink it in one go, and then within five minutes, you would have sweated it all out again and had to get another one. Like, it was, everyone was sweaty and gross. But, In uh, fact, yeah, we <laughs> first stopped by Nelson and Murdoch, and if your fans, if you liked our Facebook, like our Facebook page, mm. you'll see a video there of uh, Claire talking about the outside of Nelson and Murdoch and yeah. pointing to where Daredevil might have come out the top window or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, but then we walked from there um, all the oh, way. Oh, and they told Matt and Mel that we missed oh. them because we did. Yes. Wish you guys oh, were there. Cool. Yes, and they gave us the warm fuzzies. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, Dan and Tammy, where I'm at, and Mel Standins. They just both kind of stood there on their phones going, oh, yeah, it's a very nice door. <laughs> very cool. yeah, lovely, pull the door. Um, we would have posed in front of that door. Yeah. We would have posed so hard. Uh, I should have put my shades on and, you know, I don't know, pretended to be Matt Murdock or something, I don't know. And then we took a, what seemed like a 20-mile walk through Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> to get to um, the Turkey's Nest Tavern, which is Josie's Bar. Um, by the way, we we're probably like three blocks away. I felt like I was going to pass out, and Claire would have to drag me to the shade and splash water <laughs> on me. And that's the time when Claire stopped and said, oh, there's a dog, and started petting a dog. I'm like, Claire! I'm going to pet the dog. It was so cute. And Claire, the fact we did that, that so much during our vacation, too. We just stopped for every animal that we saw. <laughs> I, I literally am like, I can't, like, go past an animal without petting it. I'm like, oh. Mel even picked up a was, rabbit. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I saw a photo. That was cute, yeah. The best thing was, and this is, like, you know, New York, I was talking to the guy about his dog, and then he goes, oh, would you like her business card? And gave me the business card. His dog had a business card. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where it is. If I can find it, I will take a photo and put it on the screen. We walked by Little Bub and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. So then we got to Turkey's Nest, which is Joe's. Yeah. Which, uh, one of the things I thought about it first was, if they're going to throw Rob Morgan as Turk through one of them windows, which is, you know, in the comics, Turk gets thrown through the windows, they're going to have to aim really well, because the windows are really small. <laughs> They'll have to fly through it like a bullet. <laughs> and Claire and I just, you know, we had a couple of little hard drinks, you know, we just sat there, pounded a few down, you know, just, you know. Yeah, really really hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, we got wasted. <laughs> was that maybe no, like it was like coke. coke. We did some coke. And <laughs> but the uh, but the bartender was really nice. What was his, super what was cool his name? Guy. Mark. I'll, I think it was I'll Mark. That. Yeah, he was a proper you know born and bred Brooklynite and um, yeah. was chatting to us about them filming and actually said that they and there might be mild spoilers, but I don't mind telling you mild spoilers, that they'd done some filming recently in there, um, and they were kind of, it was all focused around the pool table, and that they contacted him and said they were going to do more, they wanted to come back and film at the pool table. Are they going to redo that uh, fight scene in the movie? Everybody <laughs> knocks the pool tables over? Yes. And all oh. crap. <laughs> and they light the pool table on fire, and yes. Daredevil walks over. Yeah. There you go. No, that's perfect. You don't need to redo that. <laughs> and they're going to play Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to bring you down. Yeah, so he was, and I think we were pretty much sitting where Foggy and Karen and Matt sit in the yeah. scene where they're <laughs> listening to, the, watching the Kingpin on the TV. I think that's pretty much where we were sitting, cool. which was cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool bar, you know, and there was a, a, a photo of a boxer on the wall, which made me get warm, fuzzy feelings about uh, Jack Murdock. Aww. I was just um, feeling all warm and fuzzy because I was like, well, a, a, I was recovering from 90 degree heat. It was more like warm and sloshy. Um, <laughs> but I was also just very, just, you know, just happy. I was like, oh my God, here I am with Claire, the person who got me into Daredevil <laughs> in, in the bar that they use for Josie's bar, uh, in Daredevil. I mean, I was so, I was so happy. I mean, I was, I was partly delirious again from the heat. Um, but <laughs> I was also really happy to be there with you. I was, I was yeah, so glad was I cool. made the trip. Yeah, we saw so many locations for other shows on our vacation. It's just, I don't know, it's, it must be like very 
hard for people who aren't super fans of things to understand how it feels and to be in the location where they filmed something from a show you like. Yeah. yeah. It seems so like, dumb. It seems so dumb. It's just a, it's just a place. Like, yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. They stood right here. <laughs> it, it evokes feelings in yeah. you if you're, yeah, if you're a fan, like, and you l- lived through that, you know, that television mm. moment that you're just like, oh, this yeah. is kind of nice. And we were, like, sitting there with, like, some like, old-school Brooklyn guys. That were just yeah. Like, it's just their bar. It's their bar. And that, that was it. Yeah, it was it was so cool. I I really I loved seeing both, and it, I mean it was it was fun seeing Nelson and Murdoch because it is in like um, a kind of uh, quite a sort of not rough but a bit of a rougher area of Williamsburg, which because Williamsburg's quite hipstery parts of it, but this was kind of like the rougher end, and I was it just felt straight out of Daredevil, you know, yeah. and and Josie's um, bar, you know, in it is in the show is meant to be like this bit of this dive bar and. Turkey's Nest wasn't really a dive bar, but it was proper, you know, a local, you know, it just it just felt like out of Daredevil. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but like you were saying, it's it's kind of hard when people don't realise. I was going to say to you guys, like when I was in Seattle a few years ago and went to see a lot of the Twin Peaks places that you guys saw when you're on your holiday, and I was with someone who um, hadn't seen Twin Peaks and you dragged them to see a log. And you're like, you don't understand. This is Laura Palmer's log. And they're like, it's a log. And you're like, no. Like, I, I have to get a photo of me lying on the ground like Laura Palmer. And they're like, okay. Get up. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so that was pretty much it for the sites from Daredevil that we saw. However, on the Monday, we um, were in Central Park and saw some rather exciting things. What did we see, Robin? Well, say what you saw, because then I'll say what I saw, which was different. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys both uh, having different hallucinations or something? Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, I mean, just to say off the bat, I, I, I had to go catch my bus, and so the story continues after I leave as well, but um, I, I, I knew we were going to go up to uh, Columbus Circle and uh, that area around there, and I started thinking about, oh, like, oh, I want to... I know a few blocks from there, you can go see uh, Dana Barrett's apartment building from Ghostbusters and, and also the church that uh, uh, nobody steps on in my town, uh, if you know Ghostbusters. Um, and uh, I, I started looking up uh, film locations. I was like, well, I knew a website that, that would list, like, daily, like, where people were filming in the city, probably mostly to avoid it if you're traveling or whatever, trying to get to work. Um and I saw that Daredevil was, like, filming in no, Long no, Island. Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, Daredevil's filming in Long Island. So under, I, under I, the, but it's all under, obviously, the code name. So Ringside. Daredevil at the moment is Ringside. Jessica Jones was Violet. Violet. And those yeah, codes and so, out already. Because <laughs> they're huh? on signs. Yeah. Huh? And, uh, yeah, the, I found out that uh, Violet was uh, filming in uh, Central Park or, like, right around that area. So we walked up there, uh, Dave and uh, Claire and I, and we started seeing the signs. We we saw this little, uh, I think it was a church or something like that, where they were herding all the extras into, as yeah, well, like a holding yeah. area. And uh, we started walking around, and uh, we we saw where another place where the extras are being held, like right around um, the strawberry, uh, fields. strawberry Fields. Yeah. And uh, we just kept continuing on. Um, and again, let me tell you, it was just the heat, the humidity. <laughs> It was always prevalent. Um, but uh, we found, like, uh, trailers. Uh, we found craft service tables and lots of tables and chairs, uh, maybe for the actors to all eat and 
crew or whatever. But we on our on our way back out of there, um, we walked by the tr- one trailer specifically, and one door said JJ, and the other door said LC. And I'm like, oh, they could be in there. But, yeah. you know, any pictures I took, like, I started taking pictures, uh, and uh, a PA was like, hey, 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 cut that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was cool. So, well, and then after that, I was meeting yeah, up that. with everyone else. <laughs> um, you guys you guys should have just, like, moseyed on into the, the extras wrangling pen and just, like, you know, smuggled yourselves on to the... Onto the- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was definitely something we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> my bus, my bus is coming later, so oh. then, I don't know. And I had Fair to meet up with everyone else. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we ended up meeting up with everyone else, uh, Dave and I, at um, Bethesda Fountain, which is my favorite place in Central Park. And where, where the Avengers uh, 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 leave uh, Thor to take Loki home, right? Yeah, the end of the event. Bruce and Tony uh, take off in a sports car, and they look awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they all go for shawarmas? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we saw that they were doing some, there was a lot of people around, and they were doing some filming. And so uh tried to kind of get some details from one of the guys, but, I mean, they were just like, oh, you'll have to... No, this is Violet. This is Violet. This isn't anything to do with Netflix or Marvel. This is Violet. It's like, yeah, yeah, right, buddy. Come it's on. It's an independent feature, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. But um, we could see sort of where they were filming, like a little bit. We didn't see much, but I will tell you, there was a what looked like a Japanese businessman who was having makeup applied. So we were like, oh, Nobu? But yeah. it wasn't Peter Shinkoda. <laughs> but it looked very similar, like dressed in a nice suit, um... So he was having makeup applied. We didn't actually see him when they were filming, but it looked like there was a bench, and this was just off of the Bethesda Terrace near the fountain. And then we saw Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, and she kind of approached this area, and it looked like she was bending down because there was someone unconscious or dead lying there. Oh. That's what we saw. Um, Later on, when we were walking through a bit more of the park, they were filming um, with Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, um, near another bit, but we weren't near it, so we didn't we didn't go any closer. But uh, um, yes, yeah, so we didn't see much, you know. And we don't know obviously. So pissed, we, we don't yeah. know the context at all, so you know it was like, oh, that's cool. Well, was it already confirmed that? Luke- sorry, sorry, Robin's making all these grunting noises, like. <laughs> I know. It sucks because we did. We walked around. We walked around. We 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 did it. We did like a circle around the area, and like, hmm, where is it? Where are they filming? Where are they filming? I leave, and then they stumble upon it. It's like, come on. You I leave, thought, and then the, and then the crew's like, all right, he's gone. Everybody, he's gone. <laughs> that guy who was taking pictures is gone. Let's go back to yeah, filming. Exactly. <laughs> I felt bad for Kristen Ritter because she was wearing a black leather jacket like we've seen her in some of the set photos. And I was like, oh, it's so hot. I felt bad. She's going to be like just dripping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Uh, it was pretty cool. Has it already been confirmed that Luke Cage is in her show? Yes. Yeah, it has been set photos um, shown and I won't spoil anything, but he's definitely in her show. Um, And it was kind of lucky we actually uh, saw that that day because they finished filming like two or three days after that. Um, So we sort of saw one of the last days of of filming, which was cool. Um, So, yeah, that was our sort of experience in New York. Yay! Yay! Nerding out. (laughs) And I think that day as well I was wearing my battling Jack Murdoch tank top. 
I was wearing my I Want to Believe t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe in Jessica Jones. <laughs> like, uh, oh, X-Files fan. We'll wait till he goes. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. So, Jessica Jones as well, some other news on it while we're talking about it, has been um, confirmed that it will be released this year, and they think it will be an October or November release. And they've also released the official logo for the show, which uh, is on the Facebook group. I posted a video of Melissa Rosenberg, who's the showrunner, talking about casting Kristen Ritter. There's no real spoilers in it, so if um, anyone wants to watch it, it won't spoil anything. Uh, she just basically talks a little bit about the casting process, and you can see the official logo. So that's pretty cool. I also I, I saw. Oh man, maybe you don't want me to say it. I know well, I know that somebody 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 that we we were thinking might be stopping by is definitely stopping by, but maybe I shouldn't say. In Jessica Jones. You say? Yeah. I don't know who you're on about. So sure. Rosario Dawson. Oh yes, and Ros- yeah, Rosario Dawson. Uh, who played Claire Temple in uh, Daredevil. She has been, con- well, I mean, it was pretty much confirmed already before that she would be, you know, one of the characters appearing in all the series, pretty much. Uh, but it's been confirmed that she will be appearing in Jessica Jones. So that's cool. Oh, related, um, something I read that kind of irritated me, the fact that um, they cast Rosario Dawson there as uh, Claire De- Temple, and they announced the, her being in the show by saying she's a nurse, and she works at night, you know? And so everybody's been saying night nurse, night nurse about Claire Temple. But I guess that uh, night nurse is going to be in Doctor Strange, and it's not going to be Rosario, Rosario Dawson. So I guess she's um, I don't know. Well, I mean, um, night nurse. Was there nurse. more night nurses? There is, an, there is another night nurse, because her name, uh-huh. I think, in the comics is... Because uh, Claire Temple isn't Night Nurse in the comics. I think her name in the comics is Linda Carter, which is the same name. Yeah, you can't use as, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't use because of Wonder Woman. So um, I I don't know. So maybe they're going to use a different character. I don't know. I know that... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, actress name gone out of my head. Rachel McAdams has been rumoured for Doctor Strange. So maybe that's who she's playing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, like how they do it with the character, because the character is a bit kind of out there, um, but it should be interesting. So yeah, um, news on Luke Cage, they have announced that it would be, it should be filming soon, hopefully in the next few weeks, and there's been rumours that the first villain that Luke Cage will be facing is the drug lord Cornell Cottonmouth. <laughs> is he like a snake? I don't even know anything uh, about these characters. No, I, I don't know much about him. Is his mouth uh, really dry? And he's like, he's, he's, got, like, he's are, got like a gold grill. On his, his lips teeth. are sticking to his teeth, and he has trouble speaking. <laughs> yeah, he's got like cotton. Let's just say he's stuff. really tired. <laughs> so that will be cool. I don't know anything about him. Apparently, he's a very early Luke Cage villain when Luke Cage was still known as Power Man. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, also, other news: it's been confirmed that Tom Holland has filmed his cameo as Spider-Man in Captain America: Civil War. Nice, which is cool. Mm. So, I'm guessing it's quite a small cameo, which is makes me happy because I don't want. I, when they announced he, that Spider-Man was going to be in the film, I was like, oh, I really don't want Spider-Man to overshadow the film. You know, seeing as it's it's a Captain America film, but also it's the first appearance of Black Panther. And I don't really want Spider-Man to overshadow that because I'm really excited that Black Panther is yeah. who, who is not in that movie? <laughs> uh, I'm not in it. Or I'm yeah, I'm not in it either, unfortunately. I, no. I'm, I might be in it. I'm in it. Oh! <laughs> I, I, I had to get on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> who are you playing, Matt? Are you playing Stiltman? 
maybe. Uh, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> I'm playing Calendar Man. I'm crossing over from DC. <laughs> also, you just poke your head in the scene and then go, oh, wrong franchise. Captain <laughs> <laughs> America's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Who are you? Oh, sorry, bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the release schedule, though, has been kind of hinted at. It's going to be Marvel series every six months. Mm. So, uh, we have, uh, we have, I don't know, is it going to be just, uh, Jessica Jones, and then in April we're going to get Daredevil season two, and then I'm assuming next 2016 fall is going to be Luke Cage. And that would make doing... sense, because they usually film for about six months and then do six months of editing. That's what they did with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's what they're going to do with Jessica Jones, or like a few months editing. And that would fit in with, if they start Luke Cage soon, you know. They're doing a season two of Daredevil before they've done a season one of all of the shows? Yes. Right. You know why? Have... Daredevil's the oh. best. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to no, be... weird. It's like holding things back. Like, if we really like Jessica Jones, we might want a season two of that. So what? Is it going to be Daredevil season two, then Luke Cage, then Jessica Jones season two, and then Iron Fist? And then we have to wait till <laughs> it cycles back around. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, Luke Cage season two is coming out, and then it's Iron Fist. And, uh, yeah, I want them all to line up. Um, they will. Can I mean, they, they work on only up. one show at a time? Be like... <laughs> no, no, because they were filming Daredevil season two and Jessica Jones at the same time. So they can do they can do two at once because it's all completely different showrunners for each yeah. show. So, like Stephen Denight, for instance, has no idea about what's going to happen in Jessica Jones, um, and you know Melissa Rosenberg has no idea about what will happen in um, Iron Fist. But um, I think that's I think it's cool because it obviously people <laughs> loved Daredevil, so I think it's good that they. Um, do a, a separate, a, a second season of Daredevil while, like, Stroke While the Iron's, Iron's Hot, because otherwise it would be a case of waiting for Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist to come out and then see that character again in the Defenders series. So it would be a few years' wait. Whereas if, like, Jessica Jones does really well, they could do, um, release uh, Daredevil Season 2, uh, Luke Cage, and then maybe Jessica Jones. Or, in the case of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, as we know, you know, they there's a potential sort of romantic interest there. Maybe they'll combine them in the second season. Yeah. We don't know. We'll have to see what they do. I think it's a, I think it's a, a cool way they're doing it, and that they're very reactive to what the audience wants, um, rather than just being set in their uh, in their plan. It's kind of what Marvel do with the films as well. Um, so I think it, it shows that they have confidence in their in their product, I guess. But also, I mean, I'm a Daredevil fan, so I'm like, yay, season two, yay. I would love if they just combine them all in the end and we just get this Defenders anthology series, like where they can have their own separate um, adventures in the same episode or also team up as well. You know? Well, that might be what the, the Defenders series ends up being like. We don't know because, I mean, these ones are all 13 episodes. The Defenders is only going to be 10, I think. Um, so I don't know how they're gonna gonna do it, and I don't know if they're gonna have the characters interact before the defenders. So if they'll have, you know, we don't know if Matt Murdock's gonna show up in Jessica Jones or not. Um, but if they were filming at the same time, it would kind of make sense for there to be some kind of crossover. Or for like Defender season two, it'd be like okay, ten episodes, um, two episodes per hero. We have like five heroes a season, you know, mm-hmm. and just start pushing different heroes through there. You know? I would love for them to, like, 
combine, say, for the second season, combine Luke Cage and Iron Fist into a Heroes for Hire yeah. TV series, as they're known in the in the comics, and then for that that spot that would be freed up for a fourth show, like then introduce new characters, like maybe have a Punisher series or a Moon Knight series. I would love if they did a Moon Knight series. Uh, mm. Or maybe some of the supporting characters like the Daughters of the Dragon or people like that. You know, I think that would be really awesome. But, you know, we'll have to see. I think it all depends on how well it does. I hope Jessica Jones does really well. A lot of people, a lot of the feedback I've kind of read are like, you know, the the, the guys that really enjoy Daredevil and stuff are like, oh, Jessica Jones, who cares? But I think Jessica Jones could be really good. And I love the character. And also David Tennant as a psycho. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> And Brian Michael Bendis is behind it. The creator of Jessica Jones is exactly. the one is excited and has seen some stuff, right? And and uh, is yeah. giving a, a thumbs up. He's seen the first two episodes, and when we got the first trailer for Daredevil, I think it was it was pretty much mostly scenes from the first three episodes. There was some stuff from later, so hopefully that means we might get a trailer for it soon, which would be cool. So why why are people down on Jessica Jones? Because they think it's going to be for girls. Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be it. They're just like, oh, it's just Jones. Oh, she's a woman. And it's like mm-hmm. she's awesome. So yeah, right? I think I think it's partly people just she's not as well known as the other characters, um, but she's such an awesome, interesting character. And I think if they write it, if it's if it's done as well as um, as Daredevil, then it will be excellent. I hope it's done better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I was, uh, I, I love Daredevil, but um, I I was most excited about a Jessica Jones series. We were considering like having each one of the defenders have uh, each one of us do a series. So Claire would be doing uh, Daredevil, and I would do. I was I was totally saying I want to do Jessica Jones because you know I love that character, but. I think Claire's going to be the. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> she loves. She loves having the power. I'm the pod father. <laughs> Put the cigar I down. I love the power. I'm feeling it in my in my hand. I'm like ah, sweet power. <laughs> um. So yeah. We love the torture. Apparently. Yeah, I just love torturing you guys. It's like my favorite hobby. So. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know what what else we have to say, but I uh, did did. We did have some Emmy Award nominations come out, and I, I yeah. have uh, I have them in, in front of me here. Um, Daredevil, uh, let's see. First, it was uh, nominated for Outstanding Main Titles. Um, but hmm. And I just want to say, who it, it's up against uh, American Horror Story. Is it uh, up against Hannibal? <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> like, what Basically it, the same. The Emmys, like, pretty much ignore Hannibal <laughs> overall. Yeah, which is sad. Um, Olive Kittredge and Manhattan and Hulk from Catch Fire are also up for that. Um, it's also up for, I'm just scrolling really quick, uh, Outstanding Sound Editing um, for the episode Speak of the Devil. Mm-hmm. It's up against Black Sails, Boardwalk Empire, Game of Thrones, Gotham, and The Walking Dead. Gotham? So, yeah. And uh, it's also up for Outstanding Special Visual Effects. Um, and that's also for Speak of the Devil. Um, and it's up against American Horror Story Freak Show, Boardwalk Empire, Gotham, uh, and Walking Dead. So three three Emmy nominations. So hopefully, a lot for Speak of the Devil, which is cool because that yeah, was yeah. Uh, Christos been, and Ruth's episode who we interviewed. That must have been the one they submitted, guys. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. It seems to be a very one of the more popular episodes, which is yeah, is good because everyone loves ninjas. Yeah, of course. Yep. 
speaking of uh, speakers, speaking of speak of the devil, um, fans of my mum might be interested to know that uh, my mum and dad are actually eight episodes into the show. That is the most they've ever watched out of any TV series that they've chosen to sit down and watch. That's not like airing at a particular time per week. That's the most they've ever seen. Eight episodes. So the next one will be Speak of the Devil they'll be watching at some point. Yeah, but when are they starting a podcast? (laughs) I should say as well, they will only watch it. They really want to watch it. They're like, oh, when are we going to watch the next episode? And I'm like, we'll watch it whenever you want. Oh, no, you have to come around and watch it with us. So I have to make, I have to go out of my way to go around their house and make them sit down and watch it. No, they're just going to sit with you, Claire. That's adorable. That's I know, because my mum asked me a lot of questions, like, who's that? And I'm like, mum, that's, that's dead. Oh, that's she's, total, she's a yeah, total mum, then. That's, yeah, that's exactly. how parents watch shows with their kids. Is always like, what's what's going on here? Who's, who's that? that? Who's that again? Who's that again? What 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 happened last episode? I don't remember. <laughs> my dad's very on the ball. He knows exactly what's happening. So oh, he'll sit there completely in silence for an episode. And then afterwards, you'll go, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't trust this union allied and blah, 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 and all this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, oh see, we're actually oh. paying attention. Cool. Oh. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to be watching uh, uh, Speak of the Devil probably some point this week when I go around and make them watch it. That's great. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, we did want to. We were going to talk about Ant Man for a little bit, Robin, weren't we? Because we saw oh, that as well in New York. There's one more news item that I had on my list that we oh, haven't okay. actually said anything about on the show, but uh, Elodie Young cast as Electra. Oh Daredevil yeah, we have a, an Electra. Oh no, I think we did talk about it, didn't we? Because we she's Jinx in uh, GI yeah, Joe Retaliation. I think I remember me and Matt talking about it, but maybe it wasn't on an episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because that's yeah. the only thing I know her from. But yeah, she will be Electra in season two. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for some Electra. Really Me too. Am. But I'd, I I want Typhoid Mary because she's crazy and awesome. I want it all. I want it all. And I want it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ant Man. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything major for anyone who hasn't seen it. And Matt and Mel have not seen it. I don't know if you guys are going to see it, but we don't want to spoil no, anything for you. Um, but we saw it uh, on that, that same day that we went to Central Park, and I actually enjoyed it more than when I saw uh, Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron, for the first time. Mm-hmm. I liked Avengers more the second time that I saw it, because um, I saw it twice. I also saw Ant-Man again um, a couple of nights ago with uh, my best friend, because she wanted to see it, mm-hmm. and I still really, really enjoyed it. I think it's... Um, one of my favourites, definitely of Phase Two. Um, yeah, I I thought it was really good. Um, again, the only thing I would say was kind of a, a negative with it is, which seems to be a lot with uh, the Marvel films in particular, is that the villain is quite weak. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about this with the Marvel films because, apart from Loki and uh, Wilson Fisk, who have you know. In Loki's case, a few films to develop his character, and Will Fisk, who has 13 episodes of a show to develop his character, the rest of the villains are pretty weak. Um, that's the only th- bad thing I can think about it is the w- the villain wasn't great, but the actor did a good job. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, we again we saw it while we we're uh, in New York, and uh, we saw it at the beautiful uh, Zigfield oh, Zigfeld Theater. Yeah, it's stunning theater. What's the name? last. Well, it's the last single uh, movie theater in Manhattan. 
Um, it is. Uh, it was built in the 60s. It was actually, uh, I think, uh, the the previous one had burnt down, and I think that's where you get the Ziegfeld Follies from, or whatever. Oh. Um, and uh, it, they do movie premieres all the time there because mm-hmm. it's just these beautiful. Like the whole lobby is like these. It's not like your traditional, you know, traditional. Your your commercialized uh, multiplexes where it's just you know real crappy carpeting and you know standard. Uh, I don't know, glass and steel and stuff. This is like ornate and like ten red carpet. Just one screen, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. So it looks like old, an old movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's very old, old sort of Hollywood chandeliers. Yeah, like a huge amphitheater. I, I suggest anybody who, if you haven't, if you're living in Manhattan and you're not supporting this theater, and I'm sorry, we were there eleven o'clock on a Monday, so maybe that's not doesn't speak much about what their business is like because we were like one of maybe four or five people in the theater mm-hmm. and uh or two of Dave Musk was there three of um <laughs> but uh it's so beautiful and, and I keep hearing things like this going to be shut down or whatever but yeah. uh, uh it's, just, it's just gorgeous it's like going to the theaters back back in the day when you just go see one movie and that'd be the one movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and also everyone was really friendly in there. Like, cause we got chatting with the, uh, um, oh, yeah. couple of staff, like the woman on the concession stand, Marilyn. And she was awesome. And we were like, she was telling us about like, she'd been to, she traveled all around Europe when she used to be, um, in the army and stuff. And just like super friendly staff, you know, really, really nice experience. And I'm, I'm really glad that we went there rather than a, a big like multiplex, as you said, because cool. it just felt like more of a, a special experience as well, like going yeah. there to see it, you know, as on a holiday, like kind of like a treat. It was really cool. Nice. And I mean, my thoughts on the movie itself, uh, I I echo what you say about it being. I mean, a lot of I think a lot of movie critics said, yeah, that was a lot more fun. Yeah. Than Adventures too. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's more of a uh, you know, you have a, a tale of one hero, and you know, in that case, maybe two. Uh, maybe three, uh, but it really it's centered around Ant Man, you know. Whereas Avengers, it's like you're keeping track of like seven or eight people on the screen. There's you know, and they have since they're like a giant team, they're fighting huge, you know, battles or whatever. Where Ant Man is just gets some, you know, it's like a little heist film. Um, and that's a lot of the joke as well that there are huge battles in Ant Man that because they aren't actually that huge, <laughs> yeah. intended because obviously you can shrink. Yeah. yeah, the effects are great. Yeah, I, I'm really good. so happy to see Michael Douglas uh, in a Marvel film. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's the only thing that I've seen Michael Penner in where I'm like, oh, he was good, because I usually don't rate him as an actor. But he was, he was hilarious in it. He was really So funny. funny. Nearly yeah. stole it away, yeah. Yeah, he pretty much stole the film. And uh, after I um, I had seen it, I spoke to, to Tammy, who's obviously been on an episode of Defenders, and she said to me, please tell me that in the comics, Ant-Man and Daredevil interact because I need to see Charlie Cox and Paul Rudd in a film together. <laughs> well, I think he like has interacted more with Hank Pym than uh, Scott Lang, which is the Paul Rudd one. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. It could happen. So I think Tammy's got a bit of a crush on Ant-Man as well. <laughs> Ant-Man or Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd or Ant-Man? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get her on the phone right now. <laughs> I really, really recommend it, guys. It's 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 a fun ride, as a friend of mine would say. Oh. I, still want, I still want the Edgar Wright version. I know. It's, it's actually funny because I... I 
I know a few people said this as well, that, you know, the same thing, that I wish I didn't know that the Edgar Wright one was a was a possibility going into this, because there are a few moments. There's even a bit of editing where you're like, oh, that was totally Edgar Wright. You know, you can imagine that it was um, storyboarded by mm-hmm. Edgar Wright, because obviously he, he got quite far into it, and you could see how he would direct it. Um, so that was a bit of a shame, because you do sort of miss it, but... I mean, the guy who does it, um, Peyton Reed, I think it is. Was yeah. it Peyton Reed? Yeah. He, d- he does an awesome job, and I kind of have to give it to him as well, because obviously he must have had so much pressure going into it, because all, you oh. know, all the fanboys are like, oh, we want Edgar Wright. So, you know, good on him, because it was a really enjoyable film. Um, this is the Empire podcast. They did a great long interview with Peyton Reed, and uh, it, it turns out a lot of those really fun ideas actually did come from either him or uh, Adam McKay, who was another mm. one of the people on, uh, you know, or Paul Rudd. A lot of those really interesting ideas uh, did actually come from him. Edgar Wright, he 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 had he had a lot of reverence for Edgar Wright and what was what he was coming into. Um, but um, it's, yeah. it's not like he just kind of like came in and was like, all right, I'll hold the, I'll sit in the director's chair and, and point in nets and we'll just follow everything that Edgar writes. So, it know. sounds like a lot of the problems with like um, that there was like and why Edgar Wright left was because obviously Marvel, um, you know, were, this like Ant Man was in development for years, like even before an Iron Man film, and I think and it, like Ant, uh, Edgar Wright was attached, and I think. Now that it's part of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there was pressure to obviously make it um, more tied in with the the rest of the universe, and there are definitely uh, links to that, particularly at the beginning and the end of the film. Um, and I think Edgar Wright kind of wasn't as into that because he was doing it more as a independent movie, you know, rather than a part of uh, yeah. cinematic universe. And obviously, if Marvel have directors. They they want directors with um, with particular visions, but you know directors who are visionary, you know they might not want to be. You also have to have directors who will be part of a bigger team, which is all the directors kind of working together for one thing. You know, um, Edgar Wright probably wanted more creative freedom. Yeah, maybe it's it's a shame because you know I I think it would have been amazing. I'd love to see him do a superhero film, but you know yeah. maybe he'll do. Um, an independent one, like you know, something with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and all his crew, and oh man, I'd I'd love to see that. So you know, who knows? Um, and Peyton Reed actually did a superhero film um, in 2008 before, um, you know, right around the time when like Iron Man was first coming out. That was uh, Jim Carrey's Yes Man. Um, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> why, Robin? Why? I just think it's funny that he did a film called Yes Man and also another film called Ant-Man. I mean, that's <laughs> funny to me. What? I've actually read the book of Yes Man because a guy that I Whoa. used to know wrote it. And the movie Yes Man has nothing to do with the book Yes Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That was, I pretty much made that noise that Matt made when I was watching that film. <laughs> I was just like... He also directed Bring It On and Eliza Dushku, enough said. Bring It On, uh, maybe my flatmate's favourite film. She's actually been banned from watching it by one of my other flatmates because whenever we put it on, she ends up dancing on the sofa singing all the songs. So it's been banned in our house for the moment. It is my new best friend. (laughs) I'll let her know. Um, Just so you know. The person you don't know is your... I'll I'll tell her. She's not in the moment, but I'll tell her later. She'd be very 
Um, we also had a bit of feedback I wanted to read you guys. Uh, it's been in, um, we've had it for about a week. This is from David. Uh, he sent us this email. Hi, Defenders. I greatly enjoyed listening to the podcast through season one of Daredevil. It gave me a chance to recap and gain extra enjoyment out of each Daredevil episode. So thanks for putting on a fun show. You may have seen this before, but I came across this recently and thought you would find it amusing with all the debate about Matt's costume. Cheers, David. And he sent a little picture, which I think I'm pretty sure Robin's seen before. I think this is the right thing I'm sending you. Yeah, there you go. I've put it in Skype and I'll put it in the Facebook group as well. Have you not seen that? Trying to download it. What if Daredevil? What if Daredevil have a dishonest tailor? <laughs> what did they give him plaid? A plaid suit? Wow! Sin. Wouldn't you love to see that, Mel? If he had a plaid suit? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> actually, like a flannel suit. It looks. This picture in particular looks more like he's being like chopped in little bits by a laser. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, like Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like underneath he's got a great green costume, yeah. but then. It's like a t-shirt, but then, like, it looks like he's wearing green chaps, and there's nothing on <laughs> his underpants there's, like, area. flesh-colored underpants. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> Season two uh, costume, guys. Oh. And it's funny how, like, the grid lines line up perfectly if he's standing in that exact pose. Yeah, if he moves, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like the Punisher laughing. <laughs> uh, it's just funny that the Punisher and Kingpin are laughing, and, uh... You know, these are our Punisher. season one and season two baddies or whatever. Punisher broke Kingpin out of jail for some reason just so they could laugh at their Just so they could laugh at Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Daredevil was obviously jumped through that window as well very cleanly because it's kind of in outline. <laughs> <laughs> and just to run into two laughing uh, people. Yeah. That's funny. Aw. Come on, guys. Poor Daredevil. Come on. <laughs> So, um, that's, that's it. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to add. Any thoughts on um, season one of Daredevil as a whole? Because we didn't really talk about that for our last uh, episode. Mm. I enjoyed it. It could have used some more levity. <laughs> <laughs> what, sort of, what sort of levity would you have introduced, Matt, if you had Not foggy. Not <laughs> soft, soft besides foggy. I don't yeah, know. not foggy. Just some, just some happy moments. Yeah, I don't know, more, fr- more, show us more that they are actually, like, because, you know, well, I guess it's too late for that, but, you know, like, the friendship being built so tight-knit so quick, mm-hmm. it's kind of The Karen odd. as well? It's mm-hmm. kind of odd, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, but, I mean, whatever, I know they only have a limited amount of time, so it's kind of, I don't know. I hope they'll show that in season two and not just go into season two with Karen kind of being all... You know, upset over Wesley. They trusted her so fast with everything. You know, Mm. I don't know. I I I don't know. We'll see. I guess I I I'll I'll leave it in the writers and the showrunners' hands. I'm sure they can do a decent job, but I'm hoping they do a better job with season two. Cool. It took it took me a while to get into it. Mm -hmm. I'm into it now, but. Uh, not enough yet. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I could, I could, I could keep what like if it was a on my own, I could either keep watching the show or not. Mm-hmm. I don't care either way at this point. Yeah. So I want, I, I would like them to make maybe make me more addicted. <laughs> more stuff that Mel would like Netflix. Yeah, come on. <laughs> if you're listening, would you like it if if there was a cameo? 
by Carl McLaughlin as his Agents of Shield character. Sure, but I haven't seen Agents of Shield. So. Just know that he's he's awesome and adorable. Yes, I I, yes, <laughs> I believe you, Claire. Because <laughs> it's Carl McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, I'm I just uh, I I just uh, my I get my season one thing was just. I don't know, like, I'm, I don't, I don't know, I, I haven't gone back, I haven't gone back yet, I should go back before, at least before season two, that, this is that costume still, bad days in my mouth, so, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully something better, it might grow be modified slightly. It definitely it's grows like, on me oh. when I watch, when I've seen it, because at the first I was like, ooh, because everyone, you know, like, you got so used to the black costume through the season, yeah. and then when he changes at the end, it's like, ooh, you know, what the hell is this? But, um, yeah, I'm definitely more used to it now. I can't imagine, like, not knowing about this character at all and watching this show and getting used to that black costume and being all into it. And then she's <laughs> just completely, like, ridiculous. <laughs> at the end, like, Dude, what? <laughs> those, those people would be, like, uh, Kingpin and uh, Punisher in that yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're laughing at his, uh, his uh, costume that he's going to wear for the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just laughing at his face. What a loser! <laughs> Look at that! Just get Melvin to spray paint all those black parts red, and I, I think that's a good start. Yeah. Oh, oh Melvin. Oh, love <laughs> Melvin. So adorable. Who may be working on a costume of his own. I'm just saying. Maybe. Yeah. And I hope Daredevil beats the piss out of Punisher. Because there's a lot of dude bros in my area that wear Punisher t-shirts. Like, if they're all, like, I'm sure they've never picked up an actual comic. They're hey, just, like, I've got a Punisher t-shirt. I'm not a dude bro. I, that's why I said my area. Dude bros in my area. Uh, probably have not even read a comic. They just think Black T-shirt was called rad. And that's uh, like a superhero. I'm, superhero I'm hardcore like Thomas Jane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. beat up Chuck Travolta. Well, also, I imagine a lot of people want to see Daredevil beat up uh, the Punisher in season two because they have, uh, you know, residual feelings against Shane and the Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, that too. Uh, that too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Well, that's it, really, for this episode. We may come back and do some more bonusy stuff before Jessica Jones, uh, as <laughs> I've yet decided. <laughs> um, reading. What, maybe, yes, we'll do a dramatic reading or something. Uh, <laughs> we'll read one of the comics and we'll all pick characters and do the voices. There's got to be some crazy Daredevil fan fiction out there. Oh, I'm going to find some. Oh, man. I want to be... They wrote it all, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, don't so. don't step on my Daredevil crossover with the Powerpuff Girls fan fiction. Some crazy Daredevil <laughs> fan fiction was actually published by Marvel, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This True that. that no. Where Daredevil met Yuri Geller. <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we will be back. We're not sure when yet, but um, we'll still keep updating content as and when we hear news about stuff on the Facebook group, which uh, we'll also link to our Twitter. Our Facebook group is just the Defenders Podcast, and Twitter is at Defenders Pod. <laughs> I was like, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, and when I say it's our Twitter, it's basically just me. So feel free to answer any of them and say, hi, Claire, and I'll go, hi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Free me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just me. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, send us uh, any of your thoughts about uh, what you're looking forward to in Jessica Jones and anything you would, uh, you know, like us to, to do to entertain you before then. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sure Christopher Because <laughs> we're just put dancing movies. monkeys. We can, we can cover. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can cover some Chris and Ritter movies. <laughs> I can't think of any Chris and Ritter movies. Some previous Chris and Ritter movies. Isn't there one she's like a vampire? Is there? With uh, Sigourney Weaver like or something? Movie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> vampire movie? Yeah, she's like a, like a vampire with... Uh, oh, my God. It's called, yes, Vamps 2012. <laughs> oh, I'm down for this. Her and Alicia Silverstone are vampires. Uh, Dan Stevens is in it as well. Oh, Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey and The Guest and my yeah. Iron Fist. I'm, Wallace I'm Shawn is in it. <laughs> Richard oh, Lewis is Wallace Shawn. You're so yeah. sensitive to me. Oh. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely talked into it myself. <laughs> uh, Goody and Stacy share an apartment and work and study at the night shift. Goody was turned into a vampire in 1840, who turned Stacy in the 90s, and they became best friends. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's about the time I turned Mel into a vampire. Oh, oh. Stacy falls in love with her classmate Joey, who's played by Dan Stevens, who is uh, the son of Dr. Van Helsing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's directed by Amy Heckerling. I've been, uh, I'm sorry, I've been wanting to see this. I was going to say, it does sound like a clueless uh, reunion, because yeah. it's like yeah. Wallace Sean and Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell's in it too. <laughs> what? Oh Robin's so excited. <laughs> we'll just, oh we'll just release Robin's commentary on. Yeah, that was just going to be <laughs> commentary of me watching it. Like this is not as good as I thought. <laughs> just disappointed. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. So, who's going to do Excelsior for this week? Uh, uh, we all do an Excelsior. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's do the quietest Excelsior ever, as though we are Ant Man. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!